With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. <laughs> Welcome in, friends, to the Jazz Mill broadcast. A celebration of all things jazz, featuring the great music of and interviews with some of the hottest singers and players on the planet. As always, your calls and feedback are welcome. Now, your host, Scott Henderson. Well, that's my cue. Tip of the tongue. Welcome in, folks, to the Jazz Mill Podcast. Uh, hey, here's a fun fact for you. Did you know that researchers at the Oxford University recently found a correlation between high IQ and those who dig jazz? And that the more people listen to jazz, the smarter they got, which is very good news to a guy like me. And on top of all of that, the overwhelming majority of jazz lovers, uh, they recycle. Uh, they're kind to small animals and uh, most floss daily. Uh, Like the man says, I am your humble host, Scott Henderson, and we are going to do our level best here to entertain you with great music, great discussion, and in-depth interviews with the hottest players, singers, and composers on the planet. As always, we invite your calls. We can't do this without you folks, so feel free to give us a jingle, 515-602-9600. That's 515-602-9600, or you can make some new friends in the chat room if you'd like. That runs concurrently uh, if you're catching us live at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, well, uh, Greg uh, Rockingham, my, my worthy co-host, has is, is, uh, uh, helped me put this show together, and it's a dandy. It's a part of a series that we're going to be doing on the Great American Songbook, and uh, I, I, I think it's, a, it's worthy of, of 20 parts, but we're going to do it in eight parts, and we're really going to take a nice deep dive into its content and, uh, you know, what were the considerations that you know made it possible for you know all of this great music to come out of our uh, our society, our culture, our country? So uh, uh, Greg Rockingham uh, is a wonderful talent himself. He's been keeping the beat since he was five years old. He's an alumnus of the prestigious Interlock and Arts Academy and Northeastern University. He's worked with the likes of Nancy Wilson, Freddie Cole, Kenny Burrell. Uh, Glenn Miller and Steely Dan, just to name a few. Presently, he plays with the Soul Message Band. And in my humble opinion, they are the hottest B3 combo east of the Mississippi. Uh, He can be heard weekly at Chicago's historic Great Green Mill. Uh, So welcome in, Greg. Or or can I just call you G-Rock? Have we worked our way to that point yet? Uh, uh, We're we're closer than ever. So uh, how are you doing? It's good to be here. (laughs) And, well, uh, good, man. we're close with the G Rock. We're closer than ever. We're All right. Probably, uh, as long as we're making, we'll get some past progress. that hurdle. Yep. I yeah, wanna, we're I making great it. progress. It's like it's <laughs> like the guy said, uh, you got to earn things in life. Uh, no, that's awesome, that's man. Right. Uh, so a friend, a friend of mine, Greg, that you might be able to relate to this. I mean, I, I I've heard about the Great American Songbook since I was a little kid, um, but I never, you know, had to put it into words. And now that we're 
you know, doing a show that is, uh, uh, you know, has uh, that at its center, really, uh, you know, I, I've got to be able to explain well what it is and in a few sentences. And a buddy of mine asked me, he said, you know, I've been listening to your show since you started a short time ago, and uh, you made me interested in it. It, it, it. So what is it? You know, exactly what is it when you say Great American Songbook? What, what does that mean to you? Uh, if I asked you that same question, uh, if you can do it succinctly, uh, I'd love to hear how a, a real player would explain it to a, a lay person. All right. Uh, Great American Songbook is, uh, was started like in the early 20th uh, century, and it was uh, jazz standards, popular songs, show tunes, roughly from 1920 to 1960s that uh, stood the uh, test of time. Great songs uh, like Gershwin, Cole Porter, uh, great songs that uh, jazz musicians pull from uh, to this day and uh, roughly like I say songs between 1920s and, and 1960s so that would be the quick definition uh, that I yep. would give I think that, that's almost verbatim what I wrote uh, that timeline 20s through the 60s uh, happens to uh, loosely correspond to um, the Great Depression uh, two world wars and um, the baby boom and GIs returning home. And these were all things that, um, you know, we're going to get into as we settle into sort of the, the, the conditions that brought to life the great American songbook. Uh, each of those things I just mentioned were contributing factors, uh, but they're, they're, they're standards. A lot of people will think of them as standards. I think you can kind of use them interchangeably to some extent. And it's a living, uh, it's a living document. If you want to think of it in, uh, you know, kind of linear terms, uh, we are adding to it even as we speak. And, and we'll get to that in some of our uh, later coverage of the songbook. Uh, but I think it, 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 it continues to, to evolve and grow. Uh, and, and in short, too, there, there are songs that can be given uh, any variety of musical treatments. Uh, we're going to play you one today that I think you'll find interesting that actually uh, has a, a Texas swing lilt to it by our friend Elijah Rock. And uh, that I hadn't heard, uh, you know, very often. And it is really uh, excellent uh, stuff. So, um I thought as a, as a, a way of, uh, you know, getting uh, folks acquainted from at least our perspective, Greg, we'd, we'd play, uh, we'd intersperse some uh, standards, some songs that we think are important as it relates to the great American songbook here as we get started. Uh, but I, I want to, before we do any of that, uh, talk about, you know, our, our history. I think it's important that we be uh, mindful of, uh, you know, the shoulders that uh, artists of today are standing on. Uh, jazz is an American concoction. We invented this stuff, and uh, it wasn't easy. I mean, the conditions were very difficult for players, uh, and, you know, as many things as we got right as a country, we made it damn tough for a lot of these players in the early days, uh, uh, two that we were going to play here in a minute. Uh, Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald uh, had it tough, man. They had 25 more hurdles than everybody else to hop over uh, to make their music heard. And uh, but you know, at the end of the day, they 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 persevered and they and they prevailed, and they produced this this just wonderful, wonderful music. But uh, 
you know, looking back, Greg, I know uh, all months are important uh, in our history as it relates to jazz. But what what uh, what happened, say, in October or September that that you you regard as important? Okay, uh, well, today uh, is the birthday of a special guy, a bass player, a fabulous bass player. Uh, he was born in uh, 1926 in Sellers, Louisiana. And today mm. is uh, Ray Brown, the great Ray Brown's oh, birthday. Man. Wow. Uh, yep. And also he's sharing a birthday with uh, uh, the great Art Tatum. And he was born in uh, 1909 in Toledo, yep. Ohio. So uh, <laughs> Right down the road. I think that's pretty great. Uh, Ray Brown I'll and say. Art Tatum, that's uh, two-thirds of the hottest rhythm section. Uh, east of the yeah. Mississippi, is that how you say it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's one just, way to put yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. just uh, would be the hottest, two-thirds the hottest rhythm section in the world, tell you the truth. Uh, yeah. And also, um, Lee Konitz, he was born in uh, 1927, oh, yeah. right right here in Chicago, Illinois. So, I'll be damned. Uh, three great players born in the same day. Uh, you imagine that something special about about that day. That's that's for sure. Uh, when you hear Ray yeah. Brown, you, you consider him as the gold standard. I guess a lot of people do. At least people my age uh, might first think of him as the, the quintessential bass player, and uh, Art Tatum just a just a monster. And um, it, it, so yeah, it, it, we're going to look at uh, those uh, folks and. Uh, you know, their contributions, because they were really uh, instrumental, no pun intended, to, to making this music uh, consumable to people. Um, you know, they, they, they brought it forward in, in, in such a way where uh, more people could could hear it and dance to it and buy it and, and make it flourish. And, and thank God they did. Um, so that's great. I appreciate you sharing that, that history with us, Greg. Um, I was uh, at a club the other night. I'll tell you a quick, quick thing. I was uh, eavesdropping. I know that's rude, but I heard a couple of players, they were on break and they were talking about something and they were using kind of their own language. I couldn't even understand half of it, but it was a, it was a parlance all their own. And I couldn't have felt uh, less hip, less hep. Uh, as I, I, I was I was out, I was on the outside looking in, and I, I heard a few things. I wondered if maybe as a player you can you can help me with. Uh, are you are you willing to play along with that? Um, only because well, it's you, you, Scott. I'm going to play along. Only because we've, only, only we've written the segment. <laughs> we, one guy, one guy, one guy, one guy said to the other guy, he said the. Uh, that, that 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 solo was 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 burnt burnt toast. Does that does that mean anything to you? All right, uh, burnt toast. Uh, you wouldn't think it would be uh, something in, in, endearing, but it's like a fabulous, a great solo. And don't laugh at me, but uh, it's a fabulous <laughs> solo. So so hot that it set the smoke detectors off in the club. So. <laughs> That's that's hot. That's hot. That's that's yeah. That's right. That might that's be a great smoking song. hot. So burnt toast. Go. Yeah, that that's meant as a as a compliment. It's not it's not like where the place yeah. is about to burn down. It's a compliment. All right. So that was it. You guys yeah. played like played like burnt toast, uh, or that particular that's part right. was burnt. Now uh, you, you've maybe heard of uh, 
I said something about Aldi Miola. Uh, he, he said uh, he, he suffers from Aldi Miola syndrome. Uh, now, I know who Aldi Miola does, but I didn't know there was a syndrome named after him. Any thoughts there? Yeah, there, well, you know, Scott, uh, I'll tell you, uh, that's uh, not my definition, but I'm going to say it. No. Like a, uh, a musician or a guitar player uh, that's been at a club for, for or a situation the longest, uh, for 10 years or longer, and often playing like uh, real fast and uh yeah, about, I think that's about all I know about that. I think. If, yeah, yeah, if that's, uh, yeah, I, yeah. It, to remain a mystery, I, I can't. Uh, I, I don't know. I, he loses me sometimes. Uh, he plays a little fast for me, and sometimes, I think that's one of the challenges uh, of you know. If I hear people say sometimes, "Oh, I don't like jazz. I just can't hear it. I can't tap my toe to it. It doesn't call to me." And I think it's it's because it is a little more complicated, a little harder to get your ear around. <clears throat> Excuse me, when you first start listening, uh, you know, even even Coltrane, uh, you listen to some of his stuff, and, and, and wonderful as he is and was and is, uh, you know, some of it uh, is lost on me just because I think it's over my head. Uh, and, and players might be able to make sense of it. They could probably, you know, make se- sense of the time signatures and, you know, some of the, the complicated connections to the melody. But uh, if it gets too far away from the melody for a guy like like me, <clears throat> I, I tend to, to move along, you know. So they, another thing came up in this uh, conversation I was listening to. Uh, the guy said, well, that's a, he's pulling the old Claude Rains on you, the invisible man. He's pulling that on you. Now, I don't, I don't, it didn't sound like they were happy uh, when they were saying it. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah, it does. Uh, although the people that uh, I mix with today, uh, I haven't had to yes. deal with that. But at the end of the night, but I have dealt with that in my life. But uh, at yeah. the end of the night, the club owner disappears when it's time to pay when it's time to get the money, okay. you can't find it anywhere. Can't find so, it. No, uh, no. Where do you go? The guys, Where do you go? I, that's definitely not a problem at the Green Mill or any of the other places no. we play. No, no problems. But I remember when there was problems and uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, went through that quite. A, I'm sure every musician has gone through that. I, I bet every musician has been there. Pulled a quad reins on me, yeah. uh, and, and yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the next the next sentence, uh, he said uh, he said we we got to do a little ghost ghost busting. Uh, the kids use the term ghosting when they when they uh, you know can't when somebody you know kind of hides on them or whatever. Is that is that what they're talking about here? Well, uh, in this uh, situation, you want to go and since the. You're trying to figure out where the club owner has gone. Why is he, you know, he's disappeared ah. when it's time to play. Then yep. you want to get a step ahead for next time. You want to go find his hiding place and see where yes. he goes. And then ah. and you can go directly to him or her there and, and bust them and find their hiding place and get your money. <laughs> so you got to, it's like hide and seek, find that check. Uh, oh my there God, you go. You got to be preemptive. You got to be. Uh, you got to get ahead. Of, you got to get ahead of them. Uh, so uh, scout right. out your locations, possible possible uh, right. uh, hiding spots. Oh, hysterical! Now, if you um, right. if someone is called um, 
uh, a, a stuffed shirt. What what does that mean? It seemed like they were talking about another player and another band, but they said, "Oh, he's just a stuffed shirt." Um, somebody, I guess I'm taking a guess on this one because I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, uh, person that's uh, stuffy follows the rules. There's no uh, leeway in the music. Everything is straight down the middle. Uh, I would assume that's what yeah. it is, but I gotta admit. That one got past me, so I'm guessing on that one. You have any yeah, idea? Yeah, uh, well, that would be a guess. Yeah, I mean, for overly formal. I mean, I've heard. Uh, yeah, yeah. For instance, know, right. for instance, I've I've heard you know probably lesser players uh, sound better to me just because you know you could see that they could swing it, you know, uh, and they were they were having mm-hmm. fun with it, and and they 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 understood where the pocket was and. And I've heard other players that were maybe better players. I'm not sure or not, but uh, you know they were perhaps classically trained or whatever. But they uh, just didn't have the the uh, uh, swing that I love in music. You get me going with that chug, that that slow loping swing chug. Uh, it, it just makes me makes my toes curl. It surely does. <laughs> and I'm going to give you a couple of examples of that. We've got one uh, that we're going to play a little later uh, by uh, uh, Etta Jones, uh, James, and she uh, just takes it as slow as it can go, and somehow uh, it'll 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 have you tapping your toe uh, even at that tempo. Uh, so that that's what happens when it's done right. Uh, well, that's helpful to me, Greg. It truly is. I uh, I, I appreciate it because uh, you know I someday just. I want to be. I want to be hip. I want to know what I'm listening to, and uh, uh, this, this certainly is a step in that direction. So I mentioned before, um, you know, we're going to do a, uh, an eight-part series, and we're going to, you know, uh, not not to get too tangled up in what will be future content, but uh, just to give you these real quick, and then we're going to play some samples of this music. Uh, the, the origins, uh, we talked just a minute ago about, you know, what were the conditions that, that created uh, the, 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 the breathing space for the Great American Songbook. Uh, just to reiterate quickly, there were a couple of world wars, the Great Depression, uh, returning GIs, uh, the American Industrial Revolution. Uh, people were coming home. They had a little money in their pocket, and they were tired of being down. They wanted something to lift them out of the doldrums. And, uh, and this music was a big part of that that uh, that therapy, call it. And uh, I think it was really instrumental in you know the success we had as a as a country, uh, just technologically, and you know a lot of homes built, a lot of people uh, uh, flourishing, starting to flourish financially, uh, incomes on the rise, and so forth. Not all people, but 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 a good many people. Uh, we're starting to, uh, you know, find their American dream, so to speak, and this music was uh, playing in the background for sure. Uh, we're going to look at um, some of the songwriting duos uh, that, that brought this music to life, uh, the Gershwin brothers, uh, uh, Rodgers and Hammerstein, um, uh, Ellington and Strayhorn, and so forth. I mean, we'll go on uh, to discuss more of them and play examples of that music in that in that particular episode. Um the, the lady singers and the lady composers and the lady arrangers of uh, female women, I should probably say, uh, had a, a very pronounced role in all of this. Uh, and we want to certainly acknowledge that because they are laced throughout all of uh, this uh, period of music uh, that was so prolific. 
and uh, and we will uh, uh, be sure to to talk about them at length. Uh, the, the the crooners, you know, who were the prominent singers of the day, uh, the solo artists, so to speak, the, the gentlemen crooners and the lady singers. Uh, we'll talk about them. Billy Holiday, uh, Ella Fitzgerald, uh, 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 you know, Mel Torbe, people like that, and we will uh, be be uh, talking about their uh, good contributions. Um, and then the, what uh, the role of jazz was in the Great American Songbook, I think, will will also interest people because you know the show's mostly about about jazz as it relates to the American, Great American Songbook. Bossa Nova was another key category of music that, uh, you know, crosses the line between, you know, what people might call, you know, standard jazz. Uh, and, and that uh, Bossa Nova music was created um, and sort of blended, blurred those lines between the two. And then, you know, today's uh, Great American Songbook uh, ambassadors, you know, you got uh, Buble and Diana Krall and uh, Michael Feinstein and, and uh, Harry Connick Jr. and a bunch of other people that, you know, are continuing to bang the drum for, for this important music and folks coming along all the time. Uh, we had one on last week who uh, I, I think should be in that list, uh, Eliza Rock. He's, he's got all the talent of the people that I just mentioned. And uh, there is room, there's room for another person that uh, can, can, uh, you know, move this music forward and, and keep it alive. I don't think there's any great threat to it ever dying out. It's too good for that. And as it's a breathing document, as I said, I just think it'll always have a space uh, in, in people's uh, archives. But it, it should be growing. It should continue to grow and continue to get better as we, you know, just add to it, uh, remembering the old songs, treating them differently with different, you know, uh, uh, arrangements and so forth. But adding to it, when we've got a good one that uh, belongs on here, we should we should always have room for it. Wouldn't you agree, Greg? I certainly would. I certainly would, definitely. I want to play one. Uh, Cheek to Cheek is one that people will, will know, um, and it was uh, a song. I've got a, a version of that with Louis Armstrong and Ella Fitzgerald. It was written by Irving uh, Berlin uh, specifically for the star of a musical with Fred Astaire. The music was Top uh, Hat, uh, also Ginger Rogers in that one. Uh, Fred Astaire sings uh, in it, and the song was nominated for Best Song Oscar in 1936. Ended up losing the lullaby uh, on Broadway, another great song. But uh, uh, it's just a dandy, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy this, this particular rendition of it. So let me give it a spin. Heaven, I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak And I seem to find the happiness I see When we're out together, dance cheek to cheek Yes, heaven I'm in heaven that hung around me through the week seems to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak 
when we out together, dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I'd love to climb to mountains, reach the highest peak, but it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I'd love to go out fishing in a river or a creek, but I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Now, Mama, dance with me. I want my arms about you, the charms about you. Well, carry me through. Yes, heaven. I'm in heaven. And my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek. When we out together, Dancing cheek to cheek. Take it, Ella. Swing it. Heaven, I'm in heaven, and my heart beats so that I can hardly speak. And I seem to find the happiness I seek when we're out. Together, dancing cheek to cheek. Heaven, I'm in heaven. And the care that hung around me through the week seemed to vanish like a gambler's lucky streak. But it doesn't thrill me half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Oh, I love to go out fishing in a river or a creek. But I don't enjoy it half as much as dancing cheek to cheek. Come on and dance with me. That I can hardly speak 
<laughs> wow. Lightning in a bottle. Wonderful, uh, Greg. Uh, that was uh, just so good. Those two voices together were just magic, weren't they? And then Mr. Armstrong's solo, uh, just just fitting and totally uh, wonderful. Um, you know, it occurs to me, Greg, that, uh, you know, there is a, a, a formula to some of the big band music, which you were a part of with the Glenn Miller Band. Um, and, and they, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to play one here that I think proves that point here in a second. Um, it's a song that Sinatra popularized for a movie uh, called Come Dance With Me. And, um, you know, they, they start out with a, a, a verse of vocals and uh, little by little they bring in other parts of the band, a little read, and then uh, they usually finish the last chorus with everybody they got, all hands on deck to include uh, the, the, uh, the the trumpets and the, and the trombones and everything else. Uh, is that part of the formula, Greg, I mean, or am I just imagining things? No, it's uh, it, it's part of that. Uh, uh, you know, they slowly uh, introduce the melody to different sections uh, in the big yeah. in the band in the big band. Maybe saxophones, maybe trombones, maybe trumpets. But at some point in time, somebody they all uh, play portions or hint at the melody. So uh, you're 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 yeah. right. You're definitely right. Yeah, finish. Finish big and uh, work your way up to it, uh, you know, uh, sequentially. Right. And uh, I'll tell you, the, the arrangements uh, of some of these tunes, and I know the arrangers, uh, people particularly arranging the, the horns, uh, you know, I, I don't know that they get enough credit because, you know, I find myself, uh, my ear goes right to that. And when they get it done right it's just uh, so much fun it just punctuates everything else that's going on so uh let me play this for people see if you agree hey there cutes put on your dancing boots and come dance with me come dance with me what an evening for some terpsichore pretty face i know a swinging place come on dance with me romance with me on a crowded floor and while the rhythm swings what lovely things i'll be saying cause what is dancing but making love set to music playing when the band begins to leave the stand And folks start to roam As we walk home, cheek to cheek we'll be Come on, come on, come on, come on And dance with me Hey there, cutes, put on your bassy boots and come dance with me Come dance with me What an evening for Some perfect for Pretty face I know a swinging place Come on dance with me Romance with me On a crowded floor And while the rhythm swings 
what cuckoo things I'll be saying For what is dancing but making love set to music Playing when the band begins to leave the stand And folks start to roll As we wing home cheek to cheek we'll be Come on, come on, come on Come on, come on, come on Come on and dance with me They they say uh, Sinatra used to used to really put a lot of time into his phrasing. Uh, you take days to get that right on a song, and you can you can really hear it uh, there in another of his works. Uh, but I swear to God, those horns just just kill me. Uh, beautiful stuff, uh, Greg. You you sat uh, uh, right in front of or behind the wonderful horn section in the Glenn Miller band, arguably one of the very best. Uh, and you mentioned as we were putting this show together uh, how much you enjoyed uh, the American Patrol, which uh, which I played uh, as as one of my favorites uh, when I was uh, taking lessons as a kid uh, on the keyboard. Uh, it, it, talk a little bit about playing that every night with the Glenn Miller Band, if you wouldn't mind. Um, no, not at all. Uh, American Patrol. Uh, when I got with the band, uh, I was seventeen. But I always stress, I wasn't uh, 17 years old playing with Miles Davis like Tony Williams was. So I just, for whatever reason, I I have to say that. But I was 17 playing with the Glenn Miller Orchestra. And there was a couple of tunes uh, that were in the book that were, you know, a big feature. Not a huge feature. One was a big feature in American Patrol. I definitely had uh, some solo breaks and, and the set up yeah. the band. And uh, so one thing that, that I, I remember, because uh, they set the music down and, and reading the music, I was always, well, not always, it happened a couple of times, uh, coming out wrong with the band. And I took the music and I looked and there was a couple of mistakes. Yeah. Uh, that wasn't uh, the prior drummer uh, didn't necessarily didn't correct. So that continued. Oh, really? That's one important thing. But if you see yeah. a mistake in the music, uh, fix it. Pistol in for the right. next guy that's coming. So after right. a couple of times, <laughs> I figured it out, and then it became one of my favorite songs to play in that band. And then it, every night we played it, and. Uh, it was just great. It was exciting, and there was different things, uh, different moves, uh, or uh, that the band did with their horns throughout the song. Yeah. So uh, it came to be. Uh, so I got yelled at a couple times when I played it wrong, but then the music was not quite right. So it was nice not, yeah. not to get yelled at and to play it right. But it was uh, one of my favorite yeah. songs. To play it, Isn't it funny? in the we, band, we, it, was, it, it was really we, nice. Uh, the, it, it became the, the standard bearer for, for that particular, popularized by uh, by Glenn Miller. I don't know who. Uh, let's have a look here. Uh, 
March music written back in 1885 by Frank White, uh, Meacham, and um, uh, and ultimately uh, popularized, as we both have uh, stated here, by uh, Glenn Miller's band, who find a way to swing a march, which uh, which which you were a big part of as you were leading uh, that that rhythm section. Uh, let's give it a listen. Yeah, there's some tunes you can you can just tell the band is having fun. That's that's one of them, Greg. Uh, I got a I got a hunch that uh, you guys like like playing that one. Uh, just just uh, all kinds of little embellishments and little little cool parts that add to the to the totality of that great 
great too. The march swung all to hell. Uh, great stuff. Uh, I don't know where you are. You might not have been on that recording. I'm not even sure, but uh, you, you you played that every night, as I mentioned. And uh, I wonder if you'd indulge me and, and say how you uh, came to to be in that band. It's kind of a, an interesting story that uh, people I know will enjoy hearing. Okay. Um... That, no, I wasn't on that one. Uh, the American Patrol that I recorded was uh, the direct direct to disc sound of the Glenn Miller Orchestra. Uh, I see. Yep. And there's a yeah, and I was on that one. But but I was going to uh, Interlochen Arts Academy, and I was uh, singing in high school. And we uh, Interlochen is a school that's about 30 miles or so away from Traverse City, Michigan. And you lived at school uh, and you studied fine arts, uh, mean music, uh, but you could go for dance, uh, you could go for uh, drama or uh, or writing, English uh, writing. So we got through with jazz band rehearsal and the director of the band uh, and the teacher of trombone there was a guy named uh, Dave Sporny. And right after mm-hmm. rehearsal, he came to my room, knocked on my dormitory room, and uh, I kind of thought I was in trouble. I didn't know he never comes to the room. <laughs> so he said that uh, the uh, Glenn Miller Orchestra was coming to play a concert that night. So I said, oh, okay. And he said, well, they fired the drummer uh, the night before. And uh, uh, another term, ghosts, another term for ghosts. That's what uh, <laughs> the guys used, uh, are creeping, creeping. The guys, oh, uh, yeah. if somebody yeah. didn't want to play in the band anymore, in the middle yeah. of the night, uh, they just snuck out of their hotel room and left. Well, this guy apparently did that. And he I'll said, I, I want you to play. And we think, I think you can do it. I wouldn't put you in a, any situation that you couldn't do. So I said, okay. So I got a couple of Glenn Miller records, and I didn't say okay as fast as I'm saying it now, but um, <laughs> I listened to and and got the style down. And I used to watch those movies, uh, the Gene Krupa story, the Glenn Miller story, mm-hmm. uh, when I was growing up as a kid. So that was great. And uh, I just listened and got the style down a little bit. And they came in, and the uh, leader uh, opened the door said, try on a coat, one of the uniform jackets, and I found one that fit and gave me a, yeah. a stack of music and sight read and just played the concert. And uh, yeah. during the concert, he asked if uh, I wanted to go on the road with him. And oh, uh, I said, I have to, you know, I said I had to ask my mom and, and find out. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I was graduating from school. I graduated uh, in June. And yeah. They called like in the first part of July and my parents loaded up the car and loaded up my drums and we were headed to meet the band at Steve, in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And um, yeah. as we were driving down 94, the highway in Wisconsin, we saw the band bus and my dad <laughs> got their attention and they pulled over to the side of the road, literally, <laughs> turned on the flashers. Some guys came yeah. out, grabbed my drums, loaded them up. My dad was kicking me out the car. My mom was crying. And oh uh, I left and went on the road. 
from Highway oh, 94, boy. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. And that was my introduction to Rose. Oh, and man. No, no pressure. All no over. pressure there. Yeah. You were, you were in. You were part of the in crowd. Uh, you were you went from yeah. uh, from student to hepcat in in, in, a, in about uh, twenty minutes. Uh, just the idea That's of you, right. being on the being being you know alongside the the uh, expressway, uh, bus pulls up and you're putting pushing a kick drum down the middle of a bus uh, aisle. I just I just love that story because uh, you know it just shows you. Uh, you know how uh, how how fast things can change. Uh, good good players get 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 uh, get work, man, and uh, they saw it in you, uh, and and it's continued to be the case, uh, folks. Greg Rockingham is a, is an institution here in Chicago and elsewhere. He is a very important drummer, and uh, you know folks recognize that about his game even early on, and uh, uh, his band, which we'll play here in a couple minutes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give you uh, proof of the same. Uh, well, Greg, thank you for sharing that. And uh, I'll have to find, and we'll play it another time, the version that you play on. I, I did not find that one right off, but I'm sure it's out there. I just okay. uh, uh, did, didn't, didn't uh, find that up one, but I will. Um, so, you know, that being, you know, a song written originally, what did I say, back in 1885 as a march, uh, you know, marches mm-hmm. have a, a beat, they do, but they, you don't think of them as swinging, do you? Uh, and yet this decidedly is a swing song in the way that it's treated uh, here. Um, so it, I think one of the, the uh, attributes of uh, uh, standards uh, that, that, you know, are part of the great American songbook is that they can be uh, performed any number of ways with different instrumentation and uh, time signatures and vocal treatments and so forth. And we heard uh, a week ago from Eliza Rock uh, a version of uh, I'm going to sit right down and write myself a letter that uh, would would have made uh, uh, the Bob Wills of the Texas Playboys smile. He swings it, man. It's a decidedly uh, Western swing. Uh, and as I understand it, uh, played with Nashville Cats, uh, players from uh, Nashville. It was recorded there uh, using Nashville players. And uh, you will hear the influence of Nashville in uh, swing music in this one, uh, if you'll indulge me. And write myself a letter And make believe it came from you I'm gonna write words oh so sweet They're gonna knock me off of my feet A lot of kissing on the bottom I'm so glad I got it I'm gonna smile and say I hope you're feeling better, better. and close with love the way you do. I'm gonna sit right down to write myself the sweetest letter and make believe it came from you. Play. 
to sit right down and write myself the sweetest letter and make believe it came. Baby, I'm gonna make believe it came. I'm gonna make believe it came from you. Nice, nice. Eliza Rock there, folks. Uh, who will be joining us for part of this series, uh, probably uh, four through uh, eight, I think is what is planned. He is uh, getting married, and uh, he has agreed to sit in and be a part of uh, some of the discussion of the great American songbook. So we'll be playing more of his good works uh, downstream. But uh, uh, terrific version, Greg, uh, unexpected. I don't think I've ever heard uh, uh, a Texas swing approach applied to – uh, that particular song, at least. Um, so uh, interesting stuff. Uh, you, uh, in, uh, with, with a former uh, band of yours, uh, the Deep Blue Organ Trio, did one uh, called uh, Will A Weep For Me, which folks will, will know. Uh, what they may not know is that it was composed uh, by a woman, uh, Anne Ronnell, uh, who wrote uh, the lyrics uh, and the music and, um, uh, you know, considered uh, an important standard. It's one of, my, one of my very favorites. I just love it. And I love what you've done with it uh, as a B3 uh, combo with some wonderful guitar work and uh, uh, you, you keeping a steady beat throughout, uh, Greg. Uh, anything uh, we should know about this recording that you'd like to share? Uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not even sure if uh, I don't think the guys in the band even were aware of this or if they, I hadn't mentioned it. I might have mentioned it to Chris, but the intro to that Willow Week for me, I got from my dad and he didn't even know I was paying attention and he passed away. So I hope he's listening up there. But oh, is, uh, the first is, part of that intro was like uh, 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 Killer Joe. My dad used to play this intro uh, of Killer Joe, and that was yes. what we had in mind when we started this particular song. And after that, we just uh, had a great time with it, and just well, let you got it right, happen. Yeah, you, thank you got you. it right. Thank you, and, uh, it, it, you know what do they say? Uh, all, all art is imitation, and uh, you know you you were listening, and uh, that's that's evident uh, in in your play. And uh, I know our our early influences uh, stick stick with us. So uh, we're going to dedicate this one to, to Greg and his dad. Thank you. 
That's my friend Greg Rockingham on sticks there. Uh, the Soul Message Band is somebody I encourage our listeners to explore. They're available on iTunes and elsewhere. They've got new uh, new record coming out here, which I'll let Greg talk a little bit about here in a second. But uh, you'll find them easily on uh, on iTunes and other places you can buy your uh, digital music. Uh, it's wonderful stuff. If you like a B3 like I do, uh, Chris Foreman on display there. Uh, Bobby Broom, who I don't think is with the band anymore, but Lee uh, Rothenberg is a wonderful guitarist uh, who plays in uh, the Soul Message Band and can be heard uh, each week over at the Green Mill in Chicago here. But, uh, Greg, uh, where are you playing these days? Tell us a little bit about where people can see you folks live. Okay. Uh, As you mentioned, uh, we play at the Green Mill uh, every Sunday uh, from from 8 to 12. Mm -hmm the trio, uh, guitar, B3, and drums. And then also, well, we move around a lot, but uh, on Saturdays, uh, north, uh, north of Chicago, actually right in between uh, Milwaukee and Chicago, uh, in Waukegan, uh, on the Saturdays that were available, and there's quite a few Saturdays that we want to make available. There's a place called... uh, 4114 Club, mm-hmm. and it's uh, connected to uh, a create-your-own cheesecake. This owner of this place uh, created <laughs> his own cheesecake recipe, and we, in the restaurant area, uh, we play there on Saturdays uh, from 7 to about 10 or 10.30, and it's a real good place. It's a great food uh, it's informal and there's no cover charge. So the guy, uh, Josh, the owner and uh, the manager, Veronica, they uh, treat people right. Uh, they make sure everybody's uh, taken care of, everything's safe, and it's just uh, a wonderful place. And there, we have a saxophone player, uh, the wonderful Chris Matson, that plays with us. So, and then we move all over. The city on 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 and out of town a lot too, but you can find out wherever we are on our Facebook. Uh, uh, well, not yep. sorry, website, which is uh, yep. soulmessage.com. Uh, uh, dot com. And yep. but the place that we play here in Waukegan, uh, the Green Mill is well established, and so we're. We're, we're hoping to build the audience over here at uh, 4114 as well. So uh, that, that, that's about it for me. Yeah, you're, you're doing it, Greg. And I've seen you uh, at uh, 4114. It's a great venue, excellent sound, friendly staff. Uh, Josh will take great care of you. And uh, you can have, uh, uh, you know, one, th- one thing I've noticed about, uh, jazz players is they're, they're they're quite approachable and you, know, you want to talk to them about you know music or other things you can usually get them to to spend a few minutes with you or a minute with you anyway and uh, uh, it's it, it, very cool to you know rub elbows with uh, world class players which is the case with uh, Chris and you and uh, uh, the other Chris and and, and Lee uh, these guys are monster players and they and they 
uh, are, are right there. I mean, inches from you. You can sit up close, or you can you can cozy up a little further back. But the acoustics uh, are good all through the the, the the venue, and I encourage people to see them there or at the Green Mill, which. Uh, Greg, to, to say is, is established, uh, they're they're uh, they're an institution around here, like like yourself, Greg. The, the Green Mill is a, a really important venue. It's it's one of uh, really two in Chicago that people think of when they think about uh, you know world class jazz music. And uh, Greg and his band have been. Uh, you've, you've pretty much had a lockdown on Sunday night for, for years, as I understand it. And that doesn't happen unless you're uh, getting people in to see them. And, uh, you know, that's that's testament to how great you guys are and to how smart they are. So uh, see them either place. And then uh, their website, uh, soulmessageband.com, is posted as a part of uh, the show details on uh, our homepage on Blog Talk. So if you go to this particular show and uh, future uh, shows, uh, you will have uh, a link to our uh, website, uh, the show site, the Jazz Mill, and uh, Greg's band uh, site is there as well. And uh, he has mugs, uh, band mugs, which are uh, great little stocking stuffers, and uh, and so does the the jazz mill. So if you folks are interested uh, in uh, you know a little something for for uh, uh, underneath the Christmas tree, uh, we'll get those right out to you. If you are not seeing us uh, live or uh, you know uh, for for purposes of the show, you you order them on our website, and we'll ship them right out to you at no cost. So uh, let us know if you want those; they're easy to order. Um, Greg, I want to thank you, man. Uh, I think we've got, hopefully, people, uh, we've whet their curiosity for uh, a discussion, a deeper dive into the Great American Songbook. We're, we're going to do the things we, we've talked about already. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the songwriter duos will be the next thing that we talk about. So we're going to, uh, you know, look at those uh, combos that made all this music, all this wonderful music, the Gershwin Brothers and Rodgers and Hammerstein and uh, 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 Ellington and Strayhorn and so forth and so on. So there'll be probably five or six of them that we uh, sort of uh, get in, uh, get cozy with and uh, acquaint you with, uh, you know, their good work and, uh, um, you know, for your edification and entertainment. I think, I think you should tune in. That's what I think. So uh, Greg, uh, on behalf of you and, uh, and and myself, I want to thank everybody for, for listening. Um, tune in at this time. If you want to catch us live, uh, most of you will probably hear this after the fact, but we do broadcast live. If uh, you, know, you want to hear it live, that's, that's fine. You can do that on the blog talk portal. Just type in the jazz mill at uh, about three o'clock on Wednesday afternoons and we'll pop up and you can, uh, you can hear us uh, and you can also participate in the chat room. You can call the show there. And, uh, and then if you want to catch us after the fact, you can, you know, download us to your listening device and hear us anytime it's convenient for you. Uh, just the same. You'll get exactly the same content for, for free. So, if you dig us, tell your friends about us, won't you please? Uh, I'm going to play you out. Uh, Greg, thanks again for being on today. I'm going to play you out with uh, an Thank artist you. that's uh, relatively uh, new to me. Uh, i got to say that until I dug into something else we were doing on the show, uh, I was not familiar uh, to any extent 
uh, to the good works of little Jimmy Scott. And if you have not heard him, I want you to, to uh, uh, sit down and uh, cozy up with this one. Uh, it's an old standard. It's uh, one from the great American song, but called The Nearness of You, and it's uh, given such a, a tender treatment, uh, the first half in particular by little Jimmy Scott. And then he is joined, <coughs> excuse me, uh, in the second half by another voice, uh, which you might uh, you might have heard before. Uh, see if see if maybe you can figure out who this is. And uh, uh, again, folks, thanks so much for listening. Stay swinging. I'm sure that you will.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.